Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Chapter 3 Dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. I've written both of them as reminders to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Saviour through your apostles. Above all, you must understand that in the last days scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, where is this coming, he promised. Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forget that long ago, by God's word, the heavens came into being and the earth was formed out of water and by water. By these waters also the world of that time was deluged and destroyed. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by the fire and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless and at peace with him. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation, just as our dear brother Paul also wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him. He writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort as they do the other scriptures to their own destruction. Therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of the lawless and fall from your secure position, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. To him be glory, both now and forever. Amen. One thing we've not yet pulled out in 2 Peter is the fact that living in exile is a choice. You choose to live as an exile rather than assimilate to your host culture. It's like Brits living in the Costa del Sol, nipping off to the English pub for fish and chips every day. Except with Christians, it's a Christ-like character and values and a certain type of behaviour that you make your daily bread. And making it your daily bread is a must. Because living as an exile is a choice. It's a choice that attracts stares, derision, and even some persecution, 
Why, Peter asks, should we continue to make this choice? Why don't we just adapt to our environment and live like the rest of them do? Because the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. Exile will end. Peter really stresses this point with a huge amount of figurative language. A thief, a fire, a deluge and a fire again. All of these point not to the smashing of this good earth, but rather to an irreversible, universal transformation by God. Think of Noah and the flood, except maybe a bit hotter. The fire language in particular shows God's action will be purifying and refining, destroying things that do not conform to his desires and bringing to purity those that do. So to continue the metaphor, Peter is saying that one day Britain will invade Spain and the fish and chip boozers will be identified and celebrated while all those tapas bars and olive shops will be shut down. So you should get yourself down the pub. Well, here's where I'm kind of regretting the Britain-Spain metaphor, but I hope it makes sense to you. Exile will end and all you've lived for and hoped for, all you've believed in and trusted in, all those promises in the scriptures, all those instructions in the scriptures, every single one of them will be shown to have been utterly brilliant, resonating with truth. The word of the one, even the tricky letters of Paul, will be proved devastatingly accurate in the end. And so, do not give up living like an exile. Even if at moments you feel like you failed. Peter, good old Pete, he knew what it was to fail. He had a pastor's heart born out of his betrayal of Jesus and Jesus' restoration of him. And out of this heart, he calls us friends. He knows that the weight in exile seems long and our flesh is weak. And so he calls us fellow exiles, his friends. As friends of his and friends of one another, We help one another to persevere. We help each other to continue to trust the book, even while living in a culture that doesn't trust the book. And so together, as friends, we grow in the grace of our greatest friend. Not Peter, but Jesus Christ. Jesus, the author of the book. Jesus, the coming King. Here's a question for reflection. What was the main thing God was highlighting to you in this letter of 2 Peter? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.